Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 191. Today we will be discussing the, uh, the shooting in uh, Buffalo, New York. Um, unfortunately, you know, with all the tensions going on uh, in the world, this is going to start to be a become a social norm. And it's much more complicated than merely a, uh, <clears throat> a racial shooting. There's a lot of a lot of complexities that most people don't think about. The first and the foremost that, that was brought to my attention was the failure of people that had that read Glendon's uh, manifesto that he put on um, online, and he putting stuff online for at least eight months. Uh, nobody, nobody uh, thought about notifying law enforcement, and this was also a situation that occurred in Virginia Tech shooting uh, and uh, Columbine. At that time of uh, Columbine, I believe it was Facebook, uh, uh, MySpace, I think it was. Uh, for a year, they put out a manifesto. Uh, there were school administrators that were aware of it, never notified law enforcement. Uh, in the Virginia Tech shooting, the uh, students... Um, Psychologist was aware of his tendencies. There were photos all over online, but yet none of this information was forwarded to uh, law enforcement, uh, which is a problem. I mean, you know, uh, if you do nothing, nothing gets done. You know, it's unfortunate that, that uh, it has to turn into a situation like that before somebody uh, realizes something's going on. Um, I, I read uh, a couple short statements. I mean, obviously, um, it was a bias shooting. Uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> we are back in the 60s and 70s again. Uh, the racial tension is, is exploding. Uh, and unlike the past racial tension, I have to honestly say, I, I, I believe that this was all, is all developing over uh, the last presidential race where they were pitting people against each other to solicit votes. Um, the media nowadays uh, to sell media every time something racially motivated or seems racially motivated occurs uh, it's put all over the newspaper, the media which escalates issues um, the media to compensate for whatever they attempt to compensate Um, I talk to a lot of people, especially those in the rural areas 
believing that the media is attempting to force the, the white people into a, some type of suppression by continuously, every time they turn on a TV, uh, you, you know, there's more minorities on TV than there are whites anymore. Uh, the whites feel like they're, they're being uh, self-segregated in, in, in their own country. It, 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 the dynamics is just, you know, it's not just a simple, it's not a simple thing anymore. It's just, you know, there's too many hands in the pot and we are just, you know, they're, they're just stirring the witch's cauldron. Um, you know, and then of course you get, you get the, uh, these groups, um, the white, the white Aryans, the, uh, Antifa, who just at, Further upon that, escalate escalate the situations by uh, pushing their uh, pushing their uh, ignorance out there. Uh, <clears throat> and you, you know what's really sad about the whole thing is that you know, in 1960, when Martin Luther King. And I remember this when he was giving lectures and stuff like that. You know, one of his, his one of his famous statements says he can't wait till the day that his children are not judged by the color of their skin, but by their character. And that was a statement that throughout my whole life always stayed with me. You know why? Because it's a very valid. And a very correct statement. You know, it's like judging a book by its cover. You can look at a cover in a book, uh, a cover of a book, and buy it because the, the cover's attractive. And then when you read the book, you find out that it wasn't very well written. <clears throat> Where in reality, you should have read the excerpt to the book before you worried about the cover. And that seems to be, um, you know, something that is, uh, that we forget, you know, everything that Martin Luther taught. And this is both from the white, the black, and other minorities. We forget that these people in the 60s, the statements they made, not only were they valid statements, but they're, they're applicable. They've always been applicable to whatever century it's, it, it is, or whatever century, whatever decade. You know, the words are meaningful, but yet we forget. We forget them every day. You know. Um, you know, we are our country, and I'm gonna. You know, and like I said, people throw stones at me, but you know, our. Um, Our makeup of the White House right now is just, it, it's its a scary thing. So, let's get back to the shooting. Okay, there were a lot of red flags. Uh, even though they fa- people failed to report his uh, eight months of manifestos and, and other kind of insanities, he was also uh, looked at, I think, when he was in high school for uh, <clears throat> some really bizarre 
threats and statements that he had made. Okay, so this should have been been red flagged for he should have been red, red flagged for quite a while. Um, and being red flagged, I mean, this should have actually gone right into the NCIC database. And when he went to purchase a firearm, it should have automatically been flagged. You know, uh, I am a pro gunner, but uh, in cases like this, <clears throat> you know, there needs to be things set in place that, you know, people that have been red flagged simply can't purchase firearms. Um, you know, and that's that's how it should be. Uh, you know, I'm not saying go ballistic about nobody can own guns because that, that's kind of a foolish uh, analogy, but uh, there needs to be certain things, you know, put in place. I mean, and I know it sounds it sounds very uh, what I'm going to say is going to sound very uh, well you just think of it this way if an individual goes in to a psychologist and is di- is diagnosed I'm not talking about typical counseling because you're you know your, your wife's leaving or your stressed over finance. I'm not talking about, you know, general, general counseling that, that, but if you are diagnosed with some type of, uh, uh, mental health issue, regardless of what it is, you know, the diagnosis doesn't have, you know, you should, should be put in some type of system when a firearm is going to be purchased, it pops up. I'm not saying what the diagnosis itself, but it, there should be a red flag you know, there's, listen, I understand the HEPA law. I understand the reasons for privacy. However, however, if you are red flagged, and it's not mean that the associated data has to go with it. Because that's for law enforcement to figure out, okay? But, you know, at some time, people have to realize that, you know, you have to give up some rights, in the culture we are living in now, some rights have to be given up to be safer, okay? Now, per, I'll be perfectly honest with you. This is how I think. And like I said, a lot of people may think it's um, archaic. But when you're born, they always take your footprints, fingerprints. They should DNA you. Everybody will cry, oh my God, my rights, you're this, you're that. Listen, tell the people whose daughters have been killed and been found laying on the side of the road where DNA couldn't be matched, bodies that couldn't be identified, rapists, murderers being set free because there was no DNA evidence to think about it. You know, see, like me, I don't care how many times my fingerprints have been taken. I don't care who swabs my mouth for DNA. I don't give a crap how many hair follicles they pull. You know, I'm not worried about it. Why? Because I don't live a life of crime. I don't care. Take whatever you want. You want a t-shirt with some contact DNA on it? I'll send it to you. You know? I mean, we kind of segued off what we were talking about. I, I honestly believe by some of the statements that I met that 
my first, okay, so we know it was racist, <clears throat> but instead of worrying about the guns and this and that and what we're going to do to stop it, we need to understand what the motivating factors were. Because there were motivating factors, people just don't get up and kill 10 people. Furthermore, they don't get up and kill 10 African Americans. Solely just picking, you know, that's not a very common thing. I mean, generally, uh, um, mass casualty shooting, multiple people are hit, men, women, black, white, Hispanic, you know, Asian. Um, You need to start sitting down and trying to figure out a little bit more. You have to go deeper. You know, people and investigations, not that they don't go deep, but they don't go deep enough. You need to see what what caused this. I mean, was it a mental health issue? Uh, <clears throat> were there underlying symptoms or circumstances in this this this, this person's life that maybe is something <clears throat> as a society we need to look into? Uh, we just need to know. Um, we need to further po- point out the facts that if individual you see manifestos and shit like this, I don't care if you're, they're your friends or not. You need to report this shit. You know, um, because what what we are doing, we are, if you look at the amount of shootings and the amount of mass shootings and this and that, they are not just happening for no reason. There is a reason. And we need to understand what the reasons are. So one, we can identify it. And in some way, throw a curve into the equation so that maybe we can prevent a few of them. Okay, the gun thing, that's that's just a bullshit issue. People are always going to be able to get guns. You, take, you know, you think by taking guns away or restricting it, that's not going to help. Okay, people on a mission are people on a mission. He was purely on a mission. He had bullet, you know, he had... Um, He's 18, he had a bulletproof vest, this, that, and the other thing. My question is, how did he get this stuff? You know? And then second of all, we have to really take into consideration uh, social media. I mean, you know, you have YouTube putting out these, continuously putting out these violent um not screening, not editing. They're putting, letting, letting violent fucking uh, video go on, to, go on to the internet throughout the world. Um, myself personally, I am a firm believer. I am a firm 1960s believer of suppressing information. Okay, it, there's shit you don't need to know. Why? Because you're giving people ideas. Just like my rhetoric that pissed off people about when the Newtown school shooting happened. I live only a couple cities away from that. Tragic. It, it was horrible. It was a situation that should have never happened. Why, why a parent would give a combination to a gun safe to a person that's mentally unstable is way beyond me. Another thing that could have been prevented. Another shooting that could have been prevented. 
but what happened after that, and it's still continuing, that happened in 2012, even today, that's all you hear. Sandy Hook, Newtown shooting. <clears throat> Not that I'm saying I don't understand the cause, but you have people sitting home that are just on that pinnacle of going to the dark side, just waiting for somebody to mention something or an idea or a one-up. And if you keep pumping shit like that into people's head, they do it. You know, that's like the 50-year-old guy sitting home in his mommy's basement eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in his T-shirt, just waiting, waiting for somebody to give him an idea. And what happens when that happens? Guess what? You know? So we have to start looking at this as a... We have to start looking at shooting like this from multi multi levels. I mean, not just the not just the crime itself, but why it was committed, mental health issues. How were these people allowed to get this certain certain type of uh, armament? How were they allowed to get bulletproof vests? You know, why is our social media allowing violence to be sputtered all over? Like, I guarantee you, if the internet providers filtered anything with really mass violence in it, the violence in this country would, and around the world would probably within a year or two drop down to half. If law enforcement was able to you, you know, um, Force the laws, which they can't nowadays because of all these politicians bitching about everything. Oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, listen, it's law enforcement. You know, it's just like war. In war, people are going to get killed, you know that. In law enforcement, criminals are going to get shot and killed, get shot. Cops are going to get shot and killed, get shot. Somebody's going to get hurt. That's the nature of the beast. But the beast has always worked. You know, certain, you know, and law enforcement is a very interesting topic because politicians play on the statistics of it or fail to play on the statistics of it. You know, if cops are in a, in a larger inner city with the more minorities, more minorities are going to be suspects in a crime. Stuff's going to happen. If you go to a rural community, the whites are going to be you know, more than likely the ones committing the crimes and the ones that are going to have contact police. You know, it's like a scale, but nobody wants to read the statistics of the scale because statistics like anything else, like the truth hurt. <clears throat> you know, you can't look at number. Listen, numbers don't lie. I'm just going to tell you that <clears throat> with this crazy, crazy, crazy guy, who the hell knows? And then at 18, what the hell did he know? You know, again, 18 years old, very, very young, vulnerable to suggestion, watching YouTube, watching these stupid ass shoot them up games. Life becomes a game to him. People don't become, people aren't people anymore. People are figures. 
And then with all this racial bullshit going on, <coughs> excuse me, in the world today, just throws more fuel on the fire. And like I said, right now there's a lot of racial tension, and you're, you're gonna, this stuff's gonna be popping off left and right. You know, and just remember things. You know, everybody can chant, everybody can have these little groups and all this happy, you know, happy horse crap. But you know what? You cannot have change unless you change. You as a person change. Your beliefs change. Your understanding of things change. So how do we stop? things like this, well, we're never going to stop mass shootings and critical incidents. They're always going to occur. But how do we limit them? We limit limit them by, one, having a plan. You know, um, uh, these stores, you know, nothing for nothing, you need someone to come in and train your people about critical incidents. Simple as that. I know it's I know you don't think about that, but this is something that needs to be thought about. Law enforcement needs what is the appropriate response to critical incidents, shooting incidents. Um, The civilian aspect of it, relatives, family members, friends, people on YouTube, if you see somebody that's posting shit like this, manifestos and crap like that, you need to contact law enforcement. And you know what? What I really hate are these freaking puppets. Well, I'm not getting involved. Well, you know what? Then don't, you know, if you're not going to get involved, don't open your mouth when something like this happens because you're just as guilty as anybody else because you were a part of the problem. You let it happen. If you knew something was going to happen, and you, oh, I don't, I'm not going to call the police. Oh, I, I don't want to, I don't want him charged. Let me tell you what, this, this kid just murdered 10 freaking people. And if that's not serious enough for you to call the police to get this stopped, you're just as bad as he is. You know? So this stuff has to be looked at on multiple levels. It's not just a simple level. You know, and encounter, you know, you have, you know, Black Lives Matter pushing their point. And what they don't see is is this overflow of lava from the other side starting to come, starting to manifest itself, you know, um, and all, all I see is, unless we, we all just take a chill pill and calm down, let's not worry so much about the black and the white thing, let's just try to calm down a little bit and start to understand each other a little more instead of you know, both sides raising their flags, throwing stones and shit like that. Because you know what? If this keeps going on, we will be in a third world country really soon. We are, we are heading there right. Look at the streets of Los Angeles. People living in tarps. You know, your local parks are filled up with tents. You know, you don't see the Biden administration doing anything about that. They'll give people money to sit on their fat ass and stay home and not work. But they won't take care of the prop problems. The biggest problem we have right now, and I'll guarantee you this kid fills in it, why aren't we putting money into mental health issues? <clears throat> why are we allowing 
based on confidentiality. Why are we not allowing individuals that have been treated for a known mental health issues, why are we not red flagging them for firearm purposes? Nobody's talking HEPA information. We don't want to know what the hell they have. We don't want to, we don't care what the hell they're taking. We just want to know, should this person own a gun? That should be put into a system. A lot of things should be put into a system. <clears throat> the system we deal with for selling a firearm is so antique. You know, it, it's like a Pony Express. But with that being said, you know, um, you know, it was a tragic thing that happened. It's just, you know, it's it's sad for the families. I mean, it just sucks. I mean, you know, it's it's hard when you lose a person that you care about because you can never bring them back. Um, but then again, let me throw into this. Why don't, you know why the death penalty doesn't work? Because we don't use it. Somebody like this kid, why are you even going to pay on a yearly basis, 42000 or more, so his ass sits in a jail cell? Why? And you, you know, people, you're, you know, running around, oh, we shouldn't execute people, we shouldn't do this, everybody's got a right to live. Yeah, bullshit. Why don't you tell the 10 people are dead? The family members of these people that aren't going to see their their family members again. Why don't you tell them that? <clears throat> you know? Death penalty works really good. In this situation, I'd pull the switch myself. Wouldn't think a thing of it. Okay? You got to start, people, you got to start... You gotta start thinking. You gotta start forgetting your your little liberal kumbaya thoughts, and you know, you know what? We'll just we'll just talk people out of it. We'll just, you know, we'll just no. It doesn't work that way. Okay. Something like this is a tragedy. People died. You know, you gotta, you gotta hit stuff like this head on and take care of it. Because if you don't, it's going to continue to happen. You have to let people know if you kill somebody, you can be executed. You know what? Everybody says, oh, that doesn't work. Yeah. You know what? You start doing it on all the gang members that shoot each other. You start doing it on all, all these knuckleheads like this idiot. You start doing it on every time there's a multiple multi-casualty shooting. You know what? That's going real fast. When those numbers started kicking in and people started realizing, oh, Jesus, if I do that, you know what? And let me tell you one thing about shooters. You know why they shoot themselves at the end? Because they're cowards. They're nothing more but cowards. They don't have enough, hey, you want to do this? You don't have enough balls, you know what? Don't do the crime if you can't, can't take the time. Simple. It's an old saying. <clears throat> Just pisses me off that people have the audacity to do shit like this. So, 
With that being said, this is Season 2, Episode 191 of Night Stalker Podcast, and I will be seeing you the next episode, or you'll be hearing me the next episode. I might not be seeing you, but I will be talking to you.